Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Review Pod. It's a pod that thinks Bournemouth can frankly do one. On today's show we're looking back on a much needed three points against the Magpies, assessing how the game was won, engaging the broader context of what it means in the title race. We'll also be unashamedly turning into Foden fanboys and girls. To discuss all this, I'm joined today by a stellar cast, from the sublime to the sublime to the sublime. It's Howard, Lloyd and Laura. Hi, Laura. You there? I am. I am. Good to be on again. Good to have you on again. You went yesterday, is that correct? Yes, I did. An enjoyable game? Yeah, really enjoyable. Um, well, at parts it was it was slightly off, um, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, a little bit sloppy, but yeah, it was good atmosphere. Yeah. It was good to be back at the Etihad. There were notable kind of moments and instances and players indeed who were guilty of sloppiness and, and we will cover that. Overall, I think this should be a positive pod, but yeah, but there are negatives to explore for, for sure. <laughs> um, Lloyd, are you there? Are you well? Morning. Yes. Yeah, I'm well. Uh, I would love to be at the Etihad, but the knee definitely prohibits me at the moment. Um, How is the knee? The knee is quite swollen still, but um, yeah, it's all right. I'm a bit more mobile, <clears throat> getting better. What what what, appli- what appliances are you using? As in, you know, is it in a cast or is it in a brace or what is it? No, it's um, nothing at the moment. Just I've just got like a tubey grip on it, just for compression to prime, help the swelling. But no, I've not got a brace, no crutches, so that's all good. But I think you know some limbs in the south stand probably wouldn't go too well with. The <laughs> yes. So I think I need, yeah. I need to be careful of that. Absolutely. Um, how would were you guilty of limbs yesterday? <laughs> Not at my age, no. <laughs> are, you, are you when limbs occur? Do you kind of like you know even amidst the celebrations, there's a part of you going, "Oh, for God's sake!" In what way? What the the, the overexertion? You mean? Or? Yeah, I've got a bit in, in recent years. If I'm kind of in the midst of limbs, I I don't fully enjoy it anymore. There's a part of me who's like, "Oh, can't we just cheer and sit down again?" <laughs> well, the last time there was a really huge celebration. Maybe that was Villa. Uh, I almost fainted, so <laughs> I got really lightheaded and had to sit down. So, so I mean, even if the Villa game limbs, are, yeah, yeah, that I'm, was I'm, very was justified. And my knees giving me jip every day now, so no, it's just uh, polite applause and then sit down. Yeah, Laura, many many years from now, this is what you've got to look forward to, but it's a, <laughs> a long way off yet. Yeah, <laughs> well, you get lightheaded when you just stand up from a chair. <laughs> don't don't worry about it for down. Now. <laughs> Go into the kitchen, I have no idea why you went in there. So. <laughs> um, I want to start this part in quite an orthodox fashion by talking about the opponents because I think it's a fascinating thing what's happening with Newcastle this season and indeed what we can expect from them in years to come. We've been saying on the Premier League um, podcasts, uh, previews and reviews for a while now that Newcastle's lack of squad depth is catching up on them. Um, only one team has used fewer players in the past calendar year and I think it's starting to show with three 2-0 losses on the bounce across all competitions and only one win in eight in the league. Lloyd, is how you read the current situation with them. Are they looking a bit frayed around the edges right now? Yeah, I think they have obviously, a bit like Arsenal, been very reliant on you know 12 or 13 players this season. Yeah. And I think that does catch up with you. But I think it's less of a factor for Newcastle because they aren't in Europe. So they're able to go pretty much like full week to week. Um, so I would I would have a lot less sympathy 
with a Newcastle fan if he was trying to tell me in the pub that uh, that you know that this is why they've dropped off. Um, to be honest, I found I found Howe's team selection quite bewildering yesterday. They you know they kept um, Isaac uh, and Sam Maximan on the bench mm. um, with Wilson and and Gordon starting. And you, look, I know Gordon was signed for fifty million, but I went to. You know, whenever we play another team, I always check the starting lineup of um, of the other teams, like Twitter account, to see what their fans are saying. And they were all livid that both um, Sat Maxman and Isaac were on the bench. Wilson's not been playing very well, apparently. I've not been taking too much notice, but you know, I trust the Newcastle fans that I saw. Um, so I do think his team selection's been a bit strange. But yeah, obviously they're very reliant on. You know, the centre-back pairing of Botman and Shah, he didn't play yesterday. He's a massive player for them. Trippier, um, when Bruno doesn't play, they look a completely different team, obviously. Um, so, I've got, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a factor, but I I equally think they've, they've got the luxury of all the other teams in that race are having to deal with some sort of European football, and they don't, so... Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Sam, Sam Maximan came on, didn't he, for Gordon? Out sixty-two minutes. And yeah, Andy's I remember at the time muttering, "Oh shit, <laughs> so, yeah. he's, he's going to do something against us, isn't he?" Because I don't. He's, rate he's largely Gordon's. flattered to deceive yeah. over season. Sam Maximan. He, he has, yeah, but it's like I don't know. It might just be a, a, a Traore type thing. You think well, yes. he's going to do it against us because yeah, he has the ability and yeah. He's an exciting player that could do something. So, I yeah. will say about Wilson, it is surprisingly still being picked because there are rumours going around, speculation that he's still suffering from the after effects of COVID. Um, and you can see that really in his play. He does look a touch lethargic. Oh, really? He's, not, he's not really sharp. Um, and then with Isaac, obviously coming back from injury, it's going to take some time. But he seems to be match fit. And we saw evidence of that. You know, he was an impressive cameo that he gave so yeah I think yesterday was the one to start Isaac over Wilson but mm. who am I you know obviously how knows his team infinitely better than me um Laura from what you expected from Newcastle yesterday going into the game were you did they pose less of a, of a danger than you anticipated um if I'm being honest I don't think so um only because and then also the fact that obviously how they played against Arsenal, I think, said a lot. They kind of sat back a bit and stuff. Mm. Um, I predicted a 3-1 City win. Um, but I feel like it, I was expecting similar. But saying that, I feel like they did do okay. Um, you know, if they had taken one of the chances, it could have been, you know, maybe just a 2-1 loss. Um, they're just not doing enough in the final third. Um, the only thing I will say is really, I did expect them to be a little bit better defensively. Um so yeah, I guess I did expect I did expect them to come out like that, but I did also believe they'd be a little bit better defensively. I felt like they were quite poor at times, but they did go forward when they could. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair comment because their defensive record is staggering this season. It's so good, um, and that's trailed yeah. off in recent weeks. I think but still, if the, they've only conceded seventeen goals. I think I think I've got that right in the Premier mm. League, and then I think we've put five of them away past them. Yeah. So nearly a third of the goals they've conceded have come from us, I think. I think yeah. I've got that right. Yeah, they said, <clears throat> you're right, Laura, they said before the game, I think they'd only conceded 15 in the league before the game, something. Uh, but that, those three goals we scored at St James is really put into proper context, aren't they, with, with time? Um, because, you know, no one else has come close to scoring three against them. Um, you know, obviously they're now conceding two goals a game in the last three games, but that's so uncharacteristic of that defence. And maybe it's starting to creak now, who knows? But um, 
let's turn our attentions now to the main event and to City. Um, but here's a kicker though before we start, because I said that Newcastle have used a few, the second fewest number of players this past year. It's City who have, con- who have used the least number of players in the past 12 months. So with that in mind, let's discuss the team selection. Um, Howard, no false left back. Um, <laughs> Gundo, Rodders and KDB in the middle. Grealish, Foden, Haaland up front. Were you pleased with the lineup? Yeah, it's just a normal lineup, wasn't it? So, how often do you see them? Uh, <laughs> yes, true. I think it, it was. I mean, I think Asan predicted this lineup, and I agreed with him on the, the Friday show. It it was there was no surprises there. Really. You know, Rico Lewis could play. He could have a false left back, but yeah, it was more traditional in a way, wasn't it? Like more like a four-three-three, uh, two full backs, and not doing that three-two, but more a two-three or something. So. Mm. And Laporte, who knows you know, if he's going to pick Laporte, uh, he seems to have settled on, at the moment, you know, it's Diaz and Akanji, and when Stones comes back, who who knows? Are you so, happy with that? Are you With Diaz and Akanji, I mean, are you kind of, do you feel assuredness when they play? Uh, they've all got a different skill set, it's like top trumps, really, so mm. defensively, yeah, I mean... Basically, this lineup we're missing our two best ball players out. Of yeah, that's true. So, yeah. But then you saw, and you kind of saw that in the game. Well, we're talking about that, not just from them. A real sloppiness at times in this team uh, seemed to ripple throughout many of the players at certain points in the game. Uh, but then you saw from Diaz the type of, uh, you know, the leadership that was like, why on earth is it taking him this long for Pep to pick him? You, so you get you get different things from all the players. It's you get. A, Everything's covered basically with our uh, with our selection of centre backs. It depends what type of game it is. To be honest, uh, I'd love to see Laporte more. I just I do find it a bit strange. Uh, he, he can offer so much more progressing the ball, but Akanji did make some great passes through the lines. So who knows? Pep Pep's doing it for tactical reasons. He explained this a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's. It's about who you're playing and what he wants. Does he want pure defenders or does he want you know, more playmakers at the back? So it'll be interesting to see if he just sticks. Yeah, you know, I've always said in the past I like stability in centre half, but I guess we've got such a good selection of players there that you're not going to get that stability. And I'm sure Laporte will get some game time at some point in the next few weeks. Yeah, we've had a bit. We've had a bit more stability over the last like two or three games haven't mm. we I feel like there's been obviously Lewis has come in and, and kind of helped rotate but I do think we've settled a little bit more which has probably helped um, Diaz and Akanji have definitely had a few games playing together um, albeit that's definitely about to change now Stones on the portal back but um, I think that's a welcome thing isn't it to be fair Was there any omissions yesterday that surprised anyone I'll just throw it out to all three of you like no Mares, no Bernardo for example no Laporte as Howard said so was there any names where you thought I'm surprised he's not starting or were you all pretty kind of you know okay with the line up and thinking yeah that's that's fair enough I was pretty happy with it yeah Um, I felt okay about it Um, I expected either Gundogan or Bernardo to be dropped for me um, I was glad to see Gundogan in because I felt like obviously like I've said going off what Newcastle did against Arsenal that they might sit back quite a lot and I feel like if you've got a pick between Bernardo or Gundogan to kind of unlock a defence of a key killer Mm. pass it's going to be Gundogan isn't it 
Um, yeah. Obviously, it turned out, you know, it wasn't the case. But yeah, I was I was happy with it, I think. And then it was either down to who's going to get dropped, Grealish or Mares. And I think Grealish has been in fine form recently. So it was always going to be Mares, I think. Yeah, it's victim of circumstances, really. And Timar is one of our best performers after the World Cup. Yeah. But now there's two players who are also on top of the game. Phil Foden's back and playing like that. He's going to be picked, is he not? And Grealish has been one of our best players as well. So can't play all three of them. Uh, so you've got, yeah, there's a few positions on the pitch where there's two choices. And if Pep, whichever one Pep makes, I'm not overly bothered because... Yeah, there's about 15 players who could easily be picked for games right now, but of course you can't play them all. Yeah, I mean, that leads nicely into a kind of discussion on Grealish, Foden and Haaland because their stats, which I don't have to hand in, in truth, but I know that when they start as a, as a trio, we tend to do well, we tend to win, and we tend to put in good performances. Um, and I love seeing those three to play, um, play together. I love the kind of interaction. And as much as what they produce on the pitch, I love their kind of combined personalities. They seem to kind of buzz off each other. Um, I think it was Ben on the WhatsApp group who summed it up well by just saying top shaggers. <laughs> we seem to be, you know, the lads, basically. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's a throwback to a bygone era. And, you know, I know I'm getting a bit carried away here, but the, the kind of... They've got a certain maverick streak to them in in a game these days, which is so regimented, um, and that is necessary. Where I think in this kind of city lineup under Pep Guardiola, um, and that comes through, I believe. Um, or am I getting too carried away, Lloyd? Um, reading too much into it when the three of them start, I tend to think, yeah, something's going to happen today. No, absolutely. I know what you mean. Um, I think that's probably our best front three. You know, if we were to play a Champions League final tomorrow, mm. I think I think most fans would want that to be the front three. Um, albeit Mares has got an excellent record in Europe, but yeah, I think I I think it's the blend as well that you get with 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 the three of them, and I think Foden is the one that obviously gives you a little bit of something different. And as good as Mares Grealish have been, and to be honest, you know, I think a lot of getting through the tough part of the season was down to those two guys. Um, they they were the two that really stepped up when we were struggling post-World Cup. I do think having Phil, who gives you a bit both sides of the ball, um, being able to go in behind, we've obviously seen that massively in the last couple of games where he's basically decided the games. Um, and Grealish can give that little more element of control, that, that pause that Pep talks about. And then obviously Haaland... Um, as your number nine, I, I I like the blend that you get from those three. So yeah, yeah, I feel like and I feel like most fans would broadly be on the same page with that. To be fair, and also it, it's really significant how when those trios start, Haaland appears to be more involved in games, um, and that can't be a coincidence. So that's an important factor as well. I mean, I'll come to you on this, Howard. Throughout the game, Haaland, to my eyes at least, appeared to be well serviced. He was well involved. Would you agree with this? And if so, is one of the reasons the fact that Grealish and Foden started? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.